What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recording in progress. The recording's already in progress. We didn't start. Hey, hey, hey everybody. This is Kenny and... No matter what. With the sports on the Positive Tip Podcast... Kenny, happy anniversary! One year! We've been doing this for one year! Yeah, here we go. I know, man! Yeah. So we're going to do a little bit of a recap, you know, of uh, what were the top stories of the year. But this has been awesome to be able to do. I mean, we we started in a hotel room in um, in Myrtle Beach, and uh, and here we are, right? It's uh, I don't think we did video the first one, right? I think we just did the podcast itself. No, I think, yeah, we just did... We might have been the first couple, honestly. I'd have to look. Yeah, but yeah. I yeah. think it also goes to show, like, a lot of times people will talk about doing stuff, but like actually doing it to me is a lot of fun. All right, y'all, no doubt, no doubt. Um, all right, well, let's jump right in. Uh, so, what what's going there on there in the uh, Great Midwest in Cleveland? Um, and uh, we could start with your Yankees and. Uh, Wherever you want to start, uh, and, and I think I think I know where you're going to start. You're going to probably go back to last Thursday. Yeah, um, well, I'll start kind of a little bit more local with Cleveland. Um, I I just kind of still get that sense of a lot of hype with the Browns. Um, truth be told, like you turn on sports radio, that's what they're talking about. Not talking about summer league with the Cavs. They're not talking about the Indians, but. Um, we'll just kind of leave it at that. There'll probably be a little bit more to talk about in a couple weeks um, as we kind of start to gear up towards football. But, yeah, let's start with Thursday night. Um, first of all, well, Thursday, for the record, Field of Dreams game, if no one was picking up on that. But I read that it was the highest viewed regular season baseball game in like 16 years, something like that. Um, so a lot of people were intrigued. I think it it just went really well too. Not only like obviously I hate the outcome because it, it really stings, but I think just in general the the whole atmosphere was great. Um, I love that they did like the throwback uniforms. It like kind of felt like we were part of the movie. Um, interviewing Kevin Costner was kind of fun, and then also kind of the way that they introed and with him going out and then like players coming out i thought that was really cool um but i think just in general when it comes to the yankees they it's surprising i'm gonna just say this right now we can mark this august 16th 
I'm not sold on the White Sox. Um, the Yankees beat them five out of six times and really had a chance to sweep them twice. Mm. Um, and part of me says that the only reason why they have such a good record is because they haven't played a lot of the same teams that, say, the Rays have played or the Red Sox yeah. or the A's. Because um, you look at it, I mean, it's a foregone conclusion. I saw this this afternoon. White Sox have like a 99% chance of making the playoffs. It would be an utter disaster oh, they're gonna to be miss in. the playoffs yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like those other four spots, you're going to have essentially five. I'm going to include the Jays' six teams that are vying for those four spots. The West, the East, and then the two wild cards. One might come out of the West, but definitely one out of the East, maybe two. And, like, the White Sox have a 16-20 and 20 record against teams over 500, which not only shows, like, they struggle against teams over 500, but they also don't play them a lot. The Yankees, I believe, in this year, I think it's 37-36 and 36 or something like that. So, obviously, like, the Yankees, they're playing Rays, who are a great team, the Red Sox a bunch of times, who are a great team. Uh, the Blue Jays are above 500 as well. So, like, I think that plays a little bit into it. Also, there's something to be said about teams that kind of coast through August and September yeah. as opposed to teams that kind of have to fight it out. Because, like, regardless of whether it's the Rays, the Red Sox, or the Yankees winning the division, they still would have had to have played really hard in September. The White Sox haven't really had to play a hard series, an important series for them since, like, May. Yeah. So I think that might end up playing a big deal into them. Um, I think one of the biggest issues right now for me, ironically, is the bullpen for the Yankees. Zach Britton looks absolutely lost. He even said, take me out of the closer role. Yeah, I was surprised um, to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chad Green has been a little bit touch and go. But I think a big part of that is this bullpen has been overtaxed, losing both Cole and Montgomery to COVID, and then also in the same week losing Herman. The Yankees have been throwing out. Nestor Cortez, who's been great. Jamison Tyone, who's been great. And then a bunch of guys that you're not too sure about. Luis Hill, who's one of their top prospects. He's been spectacular, but you can't really rely on seven innings from him. Andrew Heaney's been kind of just one of those guys. And they've done two bullpen games in the last couple weeks. So Cole is pitching tonight, which is good. Montgomery's going to pitch tomorrow. Things are starting to look good in the injury front. Um, Sanchez will be back tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Rizzo will probably be back before the weekend. Um, The biggest setbacks, though, Severino suffered. um, He wasn't feeling right, so he's taken an MRI. They've been kind of hush-hush about what that's about, so Mm. that kind of worries me. And then also, I texted you earlier, Clint Frazier, there's a good chance he can't play baseball again because of his vision issues. I hate to hear that. Lots of prayers for that guy. Yeah, 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 I hate to hear that. And uh, he's a praying guy, so, you know, hopefully uh, it's in perspective for him. Uh, You know, his eyesight is is way more important than, you know, than baseball. Yeah. Okay, so you know I'm a, I am love everything you said, by the way, and I, I want to back up what you said about the White Sox in a second, but you know I'm a big Field of Dreams guy. That is, that is definitely my favorite sports movie of all time, and it's probably my top two or three favorite movie of all time. I thought they did an outstanding job. And I'm wondering, what was the game 16 years ago? It had to be like a pennant race September game, regular season game. I wonder, I wonder what that was that was higher rated than 
or was the last highest rated one. But uh, it, it was just, uh, you know, baseball, when they put their mind to it, they can do it right. And, uh, you know, like this weekend on Sunday night, I think it's the Angels-Indians, they're playing the Little League uh, game. And I think they haven't done that for a couple of years now. And uh, if I remember, it was the Mets and the Cubs, I think. Um, but I remember the, that's when the players that weren't playing, they're sitting in the stands with the kids and everything like that. So... Uh, when Major League Baseball puts their mind to doing something right, and, and you, and you know, we're longing for for that um, for that tradition. You know, uh, I think Guy Fiorti, the the Food Channel guy, made a hot dog that was crusted in apple pie. You know, you uh, know, um, so you know, baseball hot dogs, apple pie. And, you know, baseball. I know it's been a long time since it's been you know the America's pastime. I think football. And maybe even sometimes basketball has passed them by. But when you could sit on a summer Thursday night and watch something like that and see not only the backdrop of it, but a, a spectacular game, one of the best regular season games in a, that I've probably seen all year. And I know it wasn't the outcome you wanted, um, but it, it was just an unbelievable back and forth. You know, the Yankees with their comeback in the ninth inning was uh, reminded me of the Yankees teams from the 90s who would never be out of it. You know, they would always come back. Um, it was, I, I thought it was just outstanding. Um, um, okay, what, did you look up the game? Two quick things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the the last highest rated, it was 5.9 million viewers, which is what uh, Field Dreams game got. 2005 between the Yankees and Red Sox on October 1st. Okay. So I'm assuming that was like, yeah, if I remember right, that Late was the season. year that like the winner went to the division loser was a wild card, so it was like a really big game. Oh, okay, that makes um, sense. Yeah, I figured it was probably a late season pennant race type game. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing, something that has been a strength of the White Sox was supposed to be their bullpen. Um, Aaron Judge tattooed Kimbrel and Hendricks. Um, Stanton had that big home run. Joey Gallo too. So Gallo also hit a home run tonight. So yeah. That that I think is bigger, even yeah. though they didn't win the um, even though they didn't win the game. Right. I think that was a bigger thing. Yeah, you you said you had three things. What was the third one? Oh no, just two. Oh, just two. Yeah. Okay, just those two. Well, yeah. let me back you up with the White Sox. I, I, the White Sox are a very good team. Uh, it, but you know we we see that every year, Kenny. I, I'm glad you brought that up. The teams that run away with the divisions. We see that every year they tank in the playoffs, you know, because they, they're not used to that big game spotlight. Uh, how many times do we see wildcard teams get into the World Series? We see it a lot because they're used to they're they're playing tight games now. I mean, think about the National League East, the National League West. Uh, I mean, those games, these guys have been playing tight games for a month, uh, you know, for a good month now. And it's going to continue all the way through September. The Mets might drop out of it the way they're playing, but... The Braves and Phillies, you know, are going to battle. And obviously the Dodgers and Giants are going to battle. So I, I agree with that. I just think that the A's and the Astros, as well as the Rays and, and, and probably the Yankees, and I'll put the Red Sox right there, are all better teams than the White Sox. I think the White Sox have a really good team. They have a good mixture of veterans and youth. They obviously have Tony La Russa as, as their manager, but they're missing something. They've got good starting pitching. You're right, that bullpen is supposed to be good, but it wasn't the other night for sure. I just don't think they have, I agree with you, I don't think they've been challenged the way these other teams 
I mean, the Astros and the A's, they're going to fight it out right till the end as well. And, I, you know, I just think that um, come when the lights are on in October, we'll see. I, I just, I, I agree with you with the White Sox. Something, something was missing, even though they, they won that game. Um, I, I, I think that both leagues right now are very segmented. And um, I, I think where, you know, in these past few years when they added that second wild card, we saw a lot of a lot more teams in it. It's like in the National League, I mean, it's the, the, the three teams out west, the Brewers who are very good, just running away with the, the Central. And then, you know, in my National League East, none of those teams are really that good. I mean, the Braves may now get on fire and play the way they should have played all year. Um, but the Mets, I mean, have just not hit in the clutch. Uh, the Phillies are, are good, you know, but... Uh, and then the American League is just four or five. Actually, I'll I'll say five, six really good teams. The rest of the teams are just, eh. You know, I mean, does that concern you that it's just gotten so fragmented, both leagues? Not not even just one league, but both leagues. Um. Yes and no. I feel like this year was a little bit different because it seems like a lot of the teams that didn't feel like they had a shot just basically sold. Um, like... The Indians, they're not, well, I guess they're kind of out of it. Right now they're 10 out of the second wild card, but they weren't really that far behind, but yet they were selling pieces left and right. Um, It looks like, I feel like a lot of the teams that felt like they were not really in it were just like, we're just going to completely blow it up. But it does kind of seem like there's that huge gap this year. Um, Because, yeah, I would agree with you. Looking at the American League, you got Tampa Bay, Boston, the Yankees. If you want to include Toronto, feel free. They're not too far behind. Then you got the White Sox, Oakland, Houston, and that's kind of it. Um, Seattle kind of seems like a little fakish. Um, the Angels would be the next team up there, and they're game below five hundred. Yeah, um, <laughs> can't figure them out. I, I just I can't figure the Angels out. Nobody can really. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I you know I I think baseball will get it back. I I liked um, last year obviously only the sixty games, so you know you knew there were going to be surprise teams in the playoffs. But you know the Marlins, the Cubs, some of those teams that got into it last year, you know you haven't seen that this year. But even in in twenty nineteen twenty eighteen, there were a lot of teams battling in the in the last week. Remember the last uh, we had a couple of years where. Um, you know, the last day was was really exciting, but I, I just don't see that happening this year. I don't know. It might, but it, it just seems like I, I can't say the rich got richer, but I don't know. It, it, it's probably a good segue to jump into the eight things we didn't see coming. It was a great article on MLB.com, and yeah, uh, I'll I'll just I'll name them and and I want to hear your thoughts. So the first one on there was the San Francisco Giants, best record in baseball. I'm chuckling a little bit because I did say I, I thought that they would make a comeback here, but I, I didn't think they would be this good. What were your thoughts? Yeah, you called that from day one. Uh, I think it kind of shows Gabe Kapler is actually a really good manager, but also it kind of shows a lot of those guys that like we kind of thought were easily over the hill, guys like Buster Posey. They're having excellent. It's years. in the MVP conversation, um, Buster Posey. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, that's probably a question for next week is who would you say is the MVP? Yeah. Nationally, yeah. it could be very interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, it's hard because, like, you look at the Dodgers and not only did they have great pitching between Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, but then they added the Cy Young Award winner Trevor Bauer, who obviously he hasn't played in yeah. a couple months. Now. I don't think he's going to pitch but again like, uh, this year at least. No, yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, but then you got you got guys like Mookie Betts. Um, like they had like such an excellent like they have how many Cy Young awards on that team MVPs, and yet they still are in the Jider Premier. Yeah, yeah. Which to me, is kind of surprising. I'm already uh, sick of the Dodgers like, after watching times. them three games this weekend. I'm tired of them already. So oh. yeah. yeah, yeah. And you got the next weekend, right? Oh, we got a four game series next weekend. But go ahead. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. But um but then also San Diego too. Like a lot of people that were picking the Dodgers to win the division. Oh, it'll be the Padres. Tatis will take that step forward. Um they added um all of those that starting pitching, whether you're talking you Darvish, whether you're talking um guy from Rays. Yeah. Like it to me it is very surprising. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I didn't expect the Giants to be this good. I thought they'd have a little comeback here. You know, and Evan Longoria just, just came back, and I didn't realize he also was one of those veterans that we thought was done, and he was having a great year. Uh, Brandon Crawford, uh, you know, uh, Belt, these guys that have been with them for a long time, they've just all of a sudden got the fountain of youth. But I, I, I'm with you. I credit the manager there. All right, Otani, top home run uh, leader in the majors. Uh, I know Guerrero is right behind him, and he's also a pitcher. Are you surprised at how great this guy is? Yeah, a little bit. Because, like, it seemed like doing, like, pitching and hitting is always a challenge. I mean, look at any pitcher when they go up to bat, except for maybe, like, Stack Granke. Like, they just look overpowered because it's such, there's so many things involved in it. Um, but then also being, like, an actual good pitcher, too. Um, and then, like, mashing the ball the way that he does, to me, is just absolutely surprising. But he could easily hit 50 home runs this year. Yeah. And yeah. he will also be a very interesting MVP case. Yeah. Because, like, you can't say that he's not valuable, whether that's with his bat or with his arm, but also how val- how much value does he bring to a team that's, like, 500 team at best yeah but i think his like when we look back on 2021 like last year i think everyone would just say oh it's the pandemic year and the dodgers finally won like i think you look on this year you'll be like wow shohei otani that guy was incredible i agree i don't have anything to add to that he's amazing cedric mullins of the orioles was number three uh are we surprised that he's turned into just a star he's batting 322 20 homers 29 doubles, 22 stolen bases. Uh, I, I hadn't really heard much of him. I know I've heard of him before this year, but he's he's kind of... And, and he gives at least the Orioles hope. you got to have somebody to build around, and he's definitely the guy to build around. Are you surprised that, uh, that he's come on so quick? Yeah, a little bit. Because um, usually, like, especially those rebuilding teams, like you're talking like Pirates or... Um, or even, like, uh, the Texas Rangers. You know, there's always, like, that 
rando guy that's an all-star that like would be maybe the fourth best pitcher on his team. But like because you need that one guy. But like Cedric Mullins actually really deserves to be on the all-star team. Yeah, you really did. Um, yeah. And he might be a really good story to kind of dive deeper into. Because um, I'd have to look. He has, like, kind of a crazy story. Oh. Um, I believe, like, he was, like, very close to getting cut. Um, I believe they were very close to sending him down this year, but then they kind of stuck with him. I'll have to look it up. But Okay, yeah. Um, he's also one of those stories, like, one of those guys that's kind of flown under the radar a little bit, but he kind of deserves a little bit more recognition. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm not familiar with his story at all, so would love to hear about it. All right, the next, we talked about one of these guys, but are we surprised that Joey Votto and Buster Posey, uh, I think Joey Votto's 37, Buster Posey I think is 34, are we surprised that they're in the MVP conversation, that they're having just spectacular years? Yeah, didn't we do a thing um, about fading stars? <laughs> both, was I think that we this had both year? Of them. Maybe it was last year. I think it was last year. I think we had both of them on there. <laughs> They yeah. had terrible years um, last year. Joey Votto batted two twenty six last year, and and Buster wow. Posey barely barely played in the last couple of years. So I think I think it was kind of justified. We thought that they were done, but Joey Votto, I think he's like hit like sixteen homers in the last twenty games or something like that. He's just he's just on a tear. I mean, the guy's having a spectacular year. The, I think the Reds would have to get into the playoffs for him to win MVP. But um, I mean, the fact that he's in the conversation, I think, is is just great. Yeah. Um, to me, it is a little surprising. Like I said, I think it'll be, that'll have to be a topic the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Because, like, it's really hard to gauge it, like, who I would actually give it to. Yeah. Because a lot of the people, it's like, well, maybe, maybe not. I do have someone in mind. Maybe I'll throw out to you off the air. Okay. See what you okay. think. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I don't, it's hard to tell because also Votto had that crazy streak where what was it six or no seven home runs in a row right yeah he almost tied seven the days. record yeah yeah he almost tied the record um and, and you know he hit he hit a ball off the top of the fence against the Mets um and and it would have tied the record it just it, it missed by maybe two feet you know of, of going out all right I'll 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 put these two guys together uh, two Cy Young candidates. Are you surprised, Carlos Rodon of the White Sox, and oh, this hurts, Zach Wheeler of the Phillies? <laughs> um, well, to make you feel a little bit better, I would say I'm not as surprised with Zach Wheeler. Yeah, he wouldn't have been my choice day one, but I mean, he's he's one of those guys that it was like, oh, the Mets probably shouldn't have gotten rid of him. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm not as surprised with him. Carlos Rodon has been... He's also had quite the story. He had two different arm surgeries. Looked like he was, like, absolutely done. I remember um, back in my days at Chase, he was, like, one of the top prospects. It's one of those guys, like, oh, this guy's going to be great. I remember, yeah. it just never happened. Yeah. And then then all of a sudden, he hits a no-hitter this year, and it's like... Yeah. He's never really looked back, so... He's pitching great. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Yeah. And Zach Wheeler, that's not a second guess. We said before that the Mets should sign him before the, before he signed with the Phillies. Um, you know that it, it wasn't going to be that much, and you weren't going to get a guy like that. You know, uh, because the year that he had going into free agency 
when he got healthy was was great. Um, but he will probably win the Cy Young this year. Actually, probably it'll be Walker Bueller. I, I is my guess right now. But but he'll be he'll be he'll he'll be in the top three. I bet. All right. Are you surprised that the Minnesota Twins are as bad as they are? Yeah. Yeah, I am too. Um, I, I'm going to look this up. Uh, twin signings this year. Because, uh, like, they had a lot of good, like, good signings. They did. Uh, and they, had, they came out. off a spectacular year last year as well as the year before. I'm shocked that they fell off the map this year. I, I really am. And I was rooting for their young manager. I remember when he was a player. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just really surprised that, and, and they're like shockingly bad. Uh, I mean, they're probably like close to 30 games under 500. If I last time I looked. Yeah, let me look that up for you. I do also have, um, I have their free agency signings because yeah. I was like, they were, they were a playoff team last year. Yeah. Um. So they they signed Angelton Simmons, which is like a really good yeah. signing. Yeah. They signed Jay Happ, decent. Yeah. Um, Hansel Robles, isn't that former Met? Right. Oh, maybe not. No, he is. Alex yeah. Colome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alex Colome, who like he's been on an All Star team. Yeah. Can close games. At Shoemaker, it's not like groundbreaking moves, but. Yeah, I don't understand it. They are they're fifty two and sixty six. Fifty two and um, sixty six. Okay, so they've improved a little bit. So they're probably playing a little bit better in the second yeah. half because they were they at one point they were close to like twenty five thirty games under. Um, I hope they they yeah. and then they started peeling players off at the deadline, which I didn't understand. You know, because I, I, you know players can just have a bad year, and and so. Uh, I, and they're one of those teams that just can't seem to afford, you know, uh, which we were surprised when they were signing free agents, you know. So um, I, I look to see if they, if they come back. I hope they stick with their manager and, and they stick with that core and, and hopefully they come back, you know, next year. Um, all right. Last one that they had here. Would you have thought this at the beginning of the year that Albert Pujols is a Dodger? No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would have thought, oh well, Albert Pujols retired because he just can't do it anymore. Yeah, he's not playing much there either, though. He's he's primarily just a pinch hitter, you know. But yeah, he's think about this though, man. Uh, you know, Game Five National League Championship Series, a lefty comes in out of the bullpen. You want to face him in the playoffs? I don't care if he's forty. Was he forty one, forty two? I wouldn't want to face him. You know, um, so I, I, that's, that, that was a great pickup. And, and you think about what a veteran presence like his means on the bench for, you know, the Dodgers, who's still the, a good part of their core is still pretty young, you know. So um, I, thought, I thought that was a great pickup. He's not playing much. I think he, he got up once, I think, in the series against the Mets, you know. Um, well, those were the ones. Well, let's, let's go ahead and transition because we're celebrating one year. It's been great to do this. We're going to continue it, obviously. So a lot of things that we talked about over this past year, and I asked you to jot down three things that stood out for you. I jotted down three as well. So let's go one and one. Um, I'll, I'll kick it off first, so this way you can be you can wrap it up. Um, I absolutely love the human stories that we've been able to talk about because... Um, 
you offer quite a different perspective and you you are able to really weave God into the conversation in a way that I can't I should be able to but you're you're always thinking about that and some of the human stories that stood out I jotted down Deshaun Watson we've talked about him a lot and that story's still unfolding um but just the um you know the we we talked about him as well as Trevor Bauer we didn't shy away from that and just the you know the sexual assault uh that you know uh, that some athletes you know do is just it's just a terrible thing uh we talked obviously a lot about Mickey Callaway as well so I, I like the human stories but on the positive side we're able to find those really stories that that make you feel good when you're reading it and hopefully anyone who heard us talk about it made him feel good too the Drew Robinson story I think uh, is probably the most spectacular one surviving that suicide attempt and him landing on his feet now and then the Monty Williams uh one I thought was was spectacular as well and then the the Fisdale story I, I had no clue it was you that found that one I had no clue that uh the depth of him I knew he was um you know, seemed like a great guy. You know, we wanted to see him succeed as a coach. You know, here with the Knicks, but but then you know, reading about how he's put everything in perspective, I think was a great and, and talking, being able to talk about that was great. So I'm combining mental health as well as you know the human stories, talking a little bit about Simone Biles and uh, you know the Kevin Loves. You know, some of the folks that struggle with that you know um and and then being able to be brave enough to talk about it and then for us to be able to kind of discuss it and really put a <clears throat> a god perspective on it as well th- that's been a, a a big big highlight for me yeah um i think one that kind of sticks out to me kind of goes along with what you were saying and that's the story of alex smith yeah. um yeah i feel like we've had yeah. several with him um, whether we're talking about the fact that he was even in consideration and then kind of like he was one of those stories that we didn't just talk about once. We kind of followed his whole journey throughout the entire year. Yeah. And I think kind of seeing that whole thing unfold to me was a really cool journey to go through. Um, and then also just like kind of shows that really with God, all things are possible. I mean, yeah, no doubt watching the documentary and seeing all of the stuff he went through and then was still able to like actually win football games afterwards to me is spectacular. Oh, I I agree. And I, and I remember you hadn't seen the documentary and I, I pushed you to watch it and you were just like, you were floored. I remember you couldn't stop talking about it. Um, it's, it's really unbelievable. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. All right. Um. Uh. So is that your is that your one your third one? Okay. All right. That's uh, my first. Oh, that's yeah. your first. Okay. All right. Um. um I'll I'll do, that's okay. I'll do I'll do my second one. Um. And I'll tell you the top one in a second. I should have those human stories as the top one, but another one kind of stands out. Here's the one that really stands out because you called it right from day one. And that's Tom Brady and the and the Bucks winning the championship. I mean, you called the two teams in the Super Bowl, and uh, you said that he would carry the team to the championship. And I I tell you what he did. I, I just can't still can't put it into words, you know. And obviously, I'm a Jet fan. I, I you know rooted against the Patriots all those years, but I love greatness. And 
the guy is just he's just great. For him to go there in the first year and do what he did was just great. But Bruce Arians, I want to give him a lot of credit because they gave him and surrounded him with some really great weapons. They knew that hey, this you know how long is he going to play? We've got the best quarterback of all time. Yeah, I'll say that um, here for at least this year, probably at least next year. We're going for it, and I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa won again this year, but that just stood out because when we did our football preview, which obviously we're going to do in a few weeks, uh, you you called it. So that's my second one. Um, my second one actually is very similar. I have the, prediction, the predictions that we nailed. I have two in particular for you. Um, number one, we talked about it earlier with the Giants. Yeah saying that they were going to be a good team. You were all over that. And even when, like, people weren't sure if it was real, you were still like, no, I think this team is good. And then I think another one, and this goes back to um, when we had Nick on the show. Yeah. Um, calling the Bucks winning the series, even though there looked like there was zero chance of that happening after game two. Yeah. They're like, no, watch out for these Bucks. They're good. And sure enough, like, they completely turned it on. Um, and I like, that's like part of the fun of doing this too, is like you can look back and you're like, wow, like we actually called that. Yeah. But then also at the same time, we're like, no, nope, that was horribly wrong. Yeah, there's, there's a ton I know that I've gotten wrong for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the, I, you know, I, there was just a feeling there. I mean, the Suns, they had everything going for them. And it was just a feeling there that, the Bucks was at least going to get into this series, and and I have said it a couple of times. I'll say it one last time. That 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 comeback late second quarter of Game Three, that to me was the series changer. And and you know we talked about it after Game Two. Obviously, I mean they got blown out in the first two games, but but I said you know they had been through such that series with the Nets, and only won that in Game Seven by one point. It was just a grind out. I mean, that, that series seemed like it should have been the finals, you know, um, against the Nets. And uh, there was just a feeling I had that they were going to get back into it. I, I didn't think that they would win four straight like that, but um, I just thought that they were going to make it a series. So, all right, thanks for that. Um, here's my number one, uh, COVID and sports. We talked about that so much, and it, it, it we had zero hope that – you know, the baseball season, I know we started after the baseball season started, but you and I talking up before then, we were like resigned to the fact that there wasn't going to be a baseball season. But baseball really pulled it off. And then right at that same time, the NBA starts up in the bubble. They pull it off. Uh, again, very few people, you know, getting sick. And then the NFL season, we're like, there's no way they're going to pull off the NFL season. Football was probably the weirdest to have without fans. Because the fans are, are probably the loudest at football games, you know. Um, but getting through that whole season, very few people getting sick. The major sports seem to really, you know, pull it off in a great way. And, and I think that was, um, I know we're still not in total recovery yet with the Delta variant. But I thought that the return of sports was such a big part of the country, you know, moving back forward, at least somewhat. Um, and then I remember, what was it, the World Series or the championship in Texas where they they had a lot of fans. That was one of the first games. I think it was the first where they let in like twenty or 25,000 fans. And we were like, oh, my gosh, that's, that's going to be dangerous. And sure enough, they pulled it off. And then, 
you know, by the time you get to the World Series and new, I mean, who would think baseball would play playoffs and World Series in neutral spots? That was just, um, yeah. it, it was, it, you know, you look back now, you, uh, you know, almost a year later for that. Um, but I just thought that, that that dominated sports. It dominated, obviously, the headlines for a long time. It hasn't dominated sports as much, you know, of late. Unfortunately, still a little bit dominating the headlines. But I, I thought that the way we talked about that, and, uh, and and there were times where you and I both said, you know, I, we don't really care baseball, you know, um, we just don't want any players to get, you know, sick. Remember Freddie Freeman um, got, you know, really, really sick. And what a comeback story it was for him to come back and win the MVP. And then the pitcher for the Red Sox, thank goodness, and he's not pitching all that great. I think it's Rodriguez, right, for the Red Sox. Yeah. That had heart inflammation, you know, from it and had to sit out the rest of the year. So, anyway, that's my number one. Yeah, that's a good one. I also um, kind of to go along that with um, the idea of perspective. Um, we talked a lot about yeah. that and how um, sports is great. We love it. But perspective is uh, is important. Yeah. Um, the last one I have on my list is some of the the different ones where we talked about some of the lists. I have three here. Um, when we talked about the greatest moments in sports, yeah. Um, which would be, I have it down episodes 14 and 15. Um, when we had Larry on and talked about the best announcers of all time, yeah. episode 21. Yeah. If you want to look back at that. Yeah. And then also if we were commissioner of baseball, what would we do? That was episode good. 41. Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot of those were a lot of fun, just kind of looking at, and then I guess also kind of along those lines, some of the the uh, comparisons that we've done, like last week doing the best right-handed hitter, um, looking at like in-depth at like Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, uh, Mickey Mantle, guys like that. So I, I was, those I think are fun because like, while it's not like a current event happening, I think it's really just like a fun topic to kind of go back and forth on. It really is, and uh, you know you're you're great in this sense that you don't remember any of those guys. Some of the ones that we talked about, Hank Aaron, obviously Frank Robinson, Willie Mays, but you're such a good baseball historian that you you totally can appreciate and look at those stats and say, in any era, that's a great season, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, and I do want to revisit the right-handed hitter because we left a few guys out uh, that are steroid guys. So I maybe we'll we'll hit that next week. Um, because uh, I, I definitely want to revisit A Rod, Manny, and a few others, you know, um, that that we didn't uh, talk about. But yeah, that I, I think the, the the best of list. Uh, those were a lot of fun. So we got more to come, right? That in this coming yeah, year, we had, we had, yeah, we got more of that to come. Um, and so it's been a lot of fun, and we want to continue to do this. And um, you know, we we're just glad that anyone watches this gets something out of it and you know uh can get inspired by it and uh we'll continue to do it so we got to wrap it up there because uh i have to go get your sister um so um so listen it's been a great year let's continue to do it and uh we'll be back on next week so kenny take us home man all right this is kenny squared end kenny with sports on the positive tip one year in now so uh, we'll see you guys next week absolutely we'll talk to everybody next week 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.